Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's give the people what they want, man. Who are you? What do you do? And we'll go from there. Hey, sounds good, man. Thanks, Taylor. Always, always a pleasure to chat with you, man. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, let's see. So I'm Reed Evans. Uh, I'm in the uh, Knoxville, Tennessee area. have been for uh, my whole life, pretty much. Uh, I spent about six months out there near, uh, near Nashville with Taylor uh, trying to uh, make this one of these things over here beside me here uh, work. Turns out I'm one of those world's okayest guitar players kind of a thing, you know. Me both. Me yeah, yeah, both. yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. So, so anyway, that's uh, that's you know that's uh, this the software thing. Uh, 20, 20 or so years ago was the thing that was just paying for the guitars and it was supposed to be the part time gig. And here we are. They flipped. Same switched. thing with me. Yeah, they switched. So anyway. Uh, so right now what I'm doing, uh, I guess my official title is principal consultant at, at a company called Result Stack here in Knoxville, uh, software development uh, consultancy company. Um, we, we've done a lot of different things in the retail and convenience space. Um, if you're in the Northeast, you probably know us as the people who built uh, SmartPay for Cumberland Farms and really all of EG America, which is 17, 1800 stores across the country. Uh, we do most of their data strategy. I do data strategy for a lot of other uh, companies in that space. Uh, we've got a new cool website coming out, which is going to highlight some of the things. Uh, then we built all the tech for like Zoe's Kitchen, and we're helping out tremendously with Kava, where Kava's bought out. And oh, no way. So, yeah, we're doing most of the That's work cool. on all of that, too. So we're kind of like, what was there was a company that was like, hey, you may not know us, but you know a lot of the stuff we've done. Yeah. That's We're kind of starting to fit into that space a little bit with some places. And so that's, that's cool. Awesome. Um, but basically what I do now, you know, I started as just more like a, a hired gun coming in and trying to help different places out. Um, still do that from time to time. Uh, but really where my passion is, 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 is building up other people, building up teams, uh, getting teams of people to work awesome together. Um, and you know, really the idea is like, okay, how can we make all the developers feel very, very comfortable, uh, or all the technical people that are on the team feel very com- very comfortable, very confident in what they're doing, uh, give them places where they can grow, but then also make sure that we're not just like the development team running amok. And not letting and not yeah. also delivering to the client because that doesn't work either right you know someone someone's got to pay for for the developers to have fun and, yeah. and have a good time so kind of fitting in that middle you know i was a developer for 20 something years i, I actually I actually put my hands to the guy I actually wrote some code last week but here we go most of the time I'm, most of the time i'm helping teams making sure we're making the right decisions sure. and then absolutely empowering and trusting my teams um that they'll make the right decisions based upon if we're solving the right problems, fully trust my teams that they're going to make the right technical decisions. I love that. So, so there's, so we're back on the, on the leadership kick this morning. Um, you know, they've been heavy job seekers over the last few weeks and 
I'm excited to bring Reed back on because of his knowledge around leadership and hiring. And, and that's what we're going to dive into today. I, I do want to read, I want to throw you for a curveball real quick. So I want to talk about briefly, because I think people are struggling with this about going into leadership. When do I make the jump? You know, um, I, I had dinner with uh, Kelly Vaughn in Atlanta last week at Connect Tech. We actually talked about this. We talked about the discrepancies of titles. She actually just posted something yesterday about the discrepancies of titles and how it's everybody's on the job search. Just because you're a manager somewhere doesn't mean you're a manager somewhere else. Can you just talk about some some reads, tips, and tricks of 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 folks getting into leadership and and, and your advice to them? Yeah. Oh man, uh, it's the job. Well. Forever, I have said, no, I'm not going to be a manager. I don't want to be a manager. I've seen it done so poorly so many different times. I've had a lot of great managers, too. Um, and so I specifically use the term leadership instead. Um, and I think the number one thing about leadership, the tips and tricks to get into it, is if you're a leader, that doesn't mean that you tell people what to do. It's the exact opposite. It's, hey, how can I help you? What do you need? Right. Yeah. It, instead of the other way, if you're I don't want to say that if you're getting into it to tell people what to do, you're doing it wrong, but, but I would not, that's, that's not how I view what, what, a, what a leader does. I would yeah. also say that you can be a leader on any team. You can be the brand new hire and still be a leader on a team. You know, it happens all the time. Um, it's, it's so, more in my mind, having the mindset of what can we do as a team to try to help out? I, I was like the world's worst leader on teams for most of my career and then realized, I don't know what happened. Uh, part of it is having kids and, 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 but mostly removing a whole bunch of hubris that I used to have and just kind of like, I mean, like who cares whether I'm right or you're right or whatever, like let's, let's do something that the whole team's going to, you know, yeah. going to be happy with. So I think getting into leadership, I would say it's that a lot of awesome people. You mentioned Paul's uh, joining. Paul's a great person to chat, chat with, listen to about it. Obviously you are with the stuff that you're doing. Um, and yeah, just, Find people, talk to people, figure out what you can do. Scott Drake up in Louisville's, oh gosh, his his jumpstart uh, material on on it is is great. And it okay, I'll check that out. I, the I don't secret is it's simple. Do the simple things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. What what and, and right now too. I mean, this kind of goes into what we're going to talk about, but. You know, folks that were laid off that that may be a, a director at one place or senior director or manager. What's what's your biggest advice for those those folks going in the market right now? Whew. Man, I I got nothing. I honestly I like nothing. no. I just, and this is one of my number one things about leadership too, right? If you don't know the answer to something, it's okay. Be like, look, I I don't know. I I have been. It's been it's been six years since I was looking for a job. Yeah. Uh, the job that I got this will go along with all the stuff that you preach. I know, right? I was like, I was working at my prior gig and I was like, I think it's about time for me to make a move. Call up my, actually I linked in one of my buddies. I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about looking up for a move. Uh, do you know anyone that's hiring? Cause he's a, a guy who was in the area and knew a lot of people. He's like, what are you doing for dinner tonight? And he hired me. I haven't actually that's submitted crazy. a resume anywhere in 12 years. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, you know, yeah. Well, it, and it's I, I preach that all the world. You know, I preach that all the time. I, and especially right now with all the layoffs that are happening, your job is most likely, not always, but most likely going to come from inside your phone book or your or your contacts in your phone. And and I would I would tell folks, especially on the leadership side of things, because it is a little bit more difficult to find a gig in leadership. 
Um, I, and, you know, I've had some DMs over the last few weeks. Hey, I'm not seeing leadership roles. What's going on? It just, it just, it is what it is. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the first, the first roles that get cut in my experience are leadership roles because everybody needs hands on the keys. And so I, I think there's got to be a, a level of empathy and awareness right now. I, you know, I, I think, you know, one, one of our friends, Kyle Welch, yeah. you know, he, he ended up leaving Eventbrite recently and took a, he was an engineer major for five years at Eventbrite, went back to an IC at Alaskan. And, and I think, I think a lot of people would look at the resume and be like, Oh, that's a step backwards. And it's like, what's it's not, it's, it's Kyle being aware that he actually missed the IC world and wanted to get back in it. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that, just awareness side of things when it comes to the job search. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, well, I, you know, again, I, I just kind of try to remove all hubris from, from any of it. Like there's not any one path that everyone's got to take. We all take all sorts right. of different paths, right? right. And, and being in a leadership role and not having my hands, the keys and building, you know, doing any of my crazy abstract algebra math, coding stuff, whatever, like I never thought there was a time when I wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff, all the programming language theory and like the stuff that I've nerded out about for decades now. Right. And I don't know. I kind of like the leadership thing right now. Is there going to be a time where I get sick of that and decide I want to go back to something else? I mean, if so, fine, like, yeah. let's do that. But yeah, you know, I, I would say, I would say what it comes down to is where can I provide value to a team? Hmm. Does that mean that I need to be the person writing software? Well, in some of my teams, I've got, I've got, I don't know how many teams that I'm working with now, multiple teams, right? Yeah. We have a lot of really, really small teams. It's just part of our ethos. And so I'm working with lots of different teams. On some teams, I need to be much more hands to keys kind of a thing. On some teams, I need to be very far off and it all, yeah, everything in between. So I would say if you are looking for a position, like what are the things that you really need? Because my guess is, is that your title is not actually feeding your family, right? You mm -hmm. know, like the work that you're doing, the, you know, everyone's got to make money, get that, not saying anything against that. Sure. But do you want that extra director title because you want to have that title or do you want it because you need it or because you're setting yourself up for something else? I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that yeah. that's not a, a, a real thing, but really ask yourself maybe what, what is it that you're really looking for? hundred percent. hundred percent. I love that. So, so let's go on to kind of the topic of, uh, I want to go down that route. So thank you for humoring me. Um, <laughs> but I want to obviously talk about finding the right fit or how to try to find the right fit as best you can. I mean, I think this is, this plagues hiring. Um, you can never get it right. I've made multiple bad hires in my career and I'm going to continue to make multiple bad hires in, in, in my career. But Reed, I'm curious just where you're at in your career. What are some things that you try to do during an interview or maybe some tips and tricks to, to, to find as best of the fit as you feasibly can? Sure. I think so. So my way of hiring is very not unlike what we're doing right here is to sit and have a chat with someone yeah. um, and to see is this someone that I can hang out with for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. You know, you can get to know whether or not I think whether or not someone's actually interested in just taking a job or if they want to prove that they want to grow in some way um, and is the way that they're looking to grow something that we that i can help with and if yeah. so that tends to be a pretty good fit regardless of where their current level is because i, I don't really care when i'm hiring someone what their current level is um 
because hopefully they stay with us for a year, two years, whatever. And if that's the case, where they're going to be in two years is completely different from where they are now. 100%. So I think it's much more that. And then I also look at it from a standpoint of they just like, you know, with, like with physics, right? If you jump, technically the earth comes up to you, like not, all, not all the way, but like the earth comes up to you too. Sure. And I failed in physics, but yeah, that sounds great. It's something like that. I'm pretty sure it's close <laughs> for that being right. But like you uh, said physics and my whole body seems that <laughs> That's that's yet another thing that I thought I wanted to be that I've quit uh in my life. So I've I quit a lot it. of things in my life. Uh but no, I would say like it doesn't have to be some rigid thing, right? Like if we bring why, in, why do you think though it's rigid? I I couldn't tell you. That's not at all the way that I think about it. If I have a team that's hiring someone and someone else is going to come on the team, if we've got two other people on that team, let's say, you bring a third person in, those two people are going to have to, like, one, be okay with you adding someone else, which that's the first part. Make sure your team wants someone and needs someone else to join them, right? And then once they come on, figure out that whole team's got to work together, right? So personally, I include the team in the hiring. I make sure that they want the team, they want someone else to hop on. And you got to make sure that you're not bringing in someone else. I see companies do it all the time where it's like, uh, they, they've got people who are working without a manager for six months. Yeah. No issues. Why do we think they need a manager? We need to promote internally, right? There's memes all over the internet about stuff like this, you know? Make sure that when you bring someone in, that you are bringing them into where they can grow, but that by bringing them in, you don't stunt the growth of the other people that are already on that team. Are you are you a big promote from within or look outside? What are your thoughts? I've actually never asked that to anybody. That's a good question. I would say if you have someone from, I, I'm always looking for, and, and I, I can go through my playbook as far as I give one-on-ones to the, to, to the people that, that work for us. One of the things that I asked, two of the things that I asked them that I think are sort of my derivatives of likely other things that, that other people are doing, but is what makes you feel validated, right? Because you got to know what, what is it that they're going to know that you appreciate what they're doing. Some people want, you know, there's the whole five love languages and all the other books and stuff like sure. that, right? That you can do with just general relationship stuff. But it's funny when you ask someone specifically, they'll give you a different answer. So that's number one. And then the second thing that I ask is, where do you want to grow? And so if someone comes to me and they say, I want to get into leadership, great. Let's look for opportunities to get you in positions to where you can start doing that. But does that scare you? Because I feel like a lot of times, and and I have my thoughts on this, I want to ask you this first, that people, hiring managers in HR get so weirded out when people come in and start talking about their future when they don't even have the job yet. (laughs) I've had multiple HR people and hiring managers turn down a candidate because, quote unquote, they don't seem interested in the job available when all they were doing. And again, I have so I, I've it obviously makes me mad, but I want to hear your <laughs> thoughts. Like, I just feel like that's so short sighted. Like you should be hiring for the person of what they could become, not not always just who they are in the present. OK, I would say. That seems to me uh, a very presumptuous stance. It's presumptuous that they, they're the ones looking for help because they're hiring, mm-hmm. right? And if they are hiring, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put, it's, it's, it's voting season. I'm trying to put my <laughs> politicians <laughs> hat on here, not, not alienate too many people. No, um, 
it's very presumptuous that you that they think that they know the specific position that they need and the specific skills that they require and yeah. to completely take off the table all of the other skills that that person might potentially have that could improve the business in ways they had never even considered i know and so i think that's a very presumptuous thing um how much do you look for? So let me see this. If there's a split, and by the way, there are people who have tuned in. Chris, it's great to see you. Yolanda, Jeff, Kevin, Sal, it's great to see you. Melina, it's great to see you as well. Um, what, like, and you, when you're interviewing for somebody, right? What percentage split would you say is between hiring for the immediate and hiring for the future? Is it a 50 50? Is it a 60 40? Like, and again, this is this is just Reed's answer. This, this is, is just my, on just my answer. I would say that we've grown. So we've grown a lot recently. So a lot of it has been higher for the immediate need. Sure. Uh, and we are transit and, and we have done, I think, a good enough job of doing that. Plus focusing on retention and all of those other things. Right. To where we're now very much in the hiring more, more long term. But I would also say that I make it a point on any interview to let the people know, like I'm hiring you i'm not hiring software developer or whatever the title might be front end developer full step whatever whatever the title might sure. be i, I want to hire awesome people to work with um i'm not trying to hire someone to fit on in this one specific slot necessarily or to do this one specific title to where i can interchange this box with some other box right where people were not docker containers you know like let's make sure that these things are working yeah so, so, so would you say it's 50, 50? Like, I want to go back. I want, I want to hold you to that question. What, what is just in your mind in general, maybe not right now, cause you're growing a ton, but in general, is it 50% for the future, 50% for the now, or is it slighted one, one way or the other? Um, as far as now as in the immediate need or as in future, as in hiring the person for where both. I think they're going to grow. Both. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. If we're doing that, then in my mind, it's almost, I would say, 80 for the future, 20 for the now. Really? Oh, yeah, man. I'm all about, wow, I'm I'm all about I, the growth. That's why I don't get to make all the sole hiring decisions. Because yeah, you're like, you just want to hire everybody. I don't want to hide in the sky. I want to hire everybody. Yeah. I don't know where you're you and I are the same. We just want to hire everybody and be friends with everybody. Yeah, and it'll work yeah. out, I promise. That's it. That's it. Okay, okay. Here, here's a little bit of a hard question. Do you feel, do you feel like, that hiring mentality, like, do you feel like you can say I can lead and help everybody? And do you feel like that's maybe gotten in your way a little bit? Cause I, I, I think I have some of that, right? I think I have some of the, Oh, well I'm, I'm going to be the best leader that this person has ever had. And I sometimes like try to save that person. For sure. For sure. And I mean, I think those things can happen, but I, but I think those things can happen, but I also think if you look long-term with averages, I personally, someone who is hungry and wanting to grow, I don't, you know, if they're wanting to grow and they kind of have an idea of what they want to do, I feel like I've got a really good system and we've got a, a good sort of a thing in place to work. You know, I've, I've got, I've got people working for me with, They've been in the industry maybe three years. I promise you, Taylor, they're a senior dev anywhere you want to put them, right? And they've been doing this for three years. Yeah. Because the amount of stuff they've seen in three years with the way that we work and the way that we're in and out of different places, the way that we do all of the different stuff, these people are building some incredible things. Yeah.
and they've been doing it for three years and they are apps and and not only are they building it but they're completely owning all the stuff with it too so it's a whole other level where they're product yeah. owner but ridiculously technical operating too like so i've had far more wins there than i've ever had on the losses yeah so if you look long term i think you're probably right there are a few that have you know and i don't even think of it it's so funny because i don't really even remember those because the ones that have been the some of, the, some of the developers we've got, some of the people I've been working with who are just amazing people and they just also happen to be incredible developers. I, if I miss on a few, that's okay. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Alex, it's great to see you. Yeah, Barrett, I mean, a lot of companies, there's no budget for hiring for the future. I mean, listen, and, and I get it in a way because you can't always bring people on you know, with hopefully they'll contribute in a year, but I do think there's got to be a level of balance. And, and, and again, that's why I try to bring people on like Reed who get it. Um, uh, Alex comes in people first, hundred percent, always <laughs> Barrett hire me for the immediate future. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, well, I think, I think, let me, so let me, let me, if I can talk about that real quick and then I, yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but what I would say is that this idea that you're going to hire someone and they're going to be productive in a year, like surely there's a task that they could do that they could work on and you could trust them to do now. Just make sure that whatever, like, and this is a whole thing. I have a whole like motivational poster presentation that I did or whatever to, because we do these uh, internal presentations. But it's like allow your team to fail, allow your people to fail. If they mess up on something, that's fine. Don't give them a task where where they where like the likelihood of them messing up. There needs to be some of that fear that they're going to mess up or fail. And some people don't like the word fail. Um, not deliver a hundred percent. Not get a a plus. Yeah, just make a mistake. Just make, make a mistake on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but make sure that whatever the downside of that is is commensurate with whatever their whatever their level is, and whether that's technical or like that's just that's just like being a good leader. Yeah, and and setting your team up to where they might possibly make a mistake, but if they do, it's not it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah, you know, and let them and and that's going to allow them to grow, and it's going to make them feel validated and all those other things. Surely, there's something that you could find on your team that's going to allow them to be productive in before a year. A year. Goodness, I got people who, no, I, I mean, brand new software developers, Not we don't hire completely junior, but people with a year of experience and they're, they're pushing code first week here. Yeah, yeah, I know. So Kevin comes in. This is a great question. I'm glad you asked this, Kevin, because I was going to ask Reed this too. How would you show the recruiters as hiring manager you're hungry and passionate for the role? I'm going to answer on the recruiting side real quick. Yeah. Follow-up, intentionality, asking good questions. That's when I know you're locked in. When, 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 when a job seeker approaches us and they're just like, what about this? What about that? Is there anything I can do? Do you need references? Do you need an eval done? I can do that. The willingness to be able to, to go above and beyond really stands out to me as a recruiter. Reed. Same. Like I agree. They're one of the same. Like, I mean, all of those things, um, you know, personally, we've got our, like our core list of, of, of features that we look for our, our core tenants as a company. Sure. Um, and I've had people come and they're like, this is how I fit each one of these five. I'm like, you're hired. Like, how could I not hire you? You, you you're, you've, you've, you've already, you, you've solved the thing. Like we gave you, you know, we gave you the answers in the back of the book. Here's what we're looking for. And, and they've been great hires. People, you know, people hopping on and, and uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any secret to it. Um, I'd say don't be fake with it, but it's, it's usually pretty obvious if someone's doing yeah. that. Hundred um, percent. So, so as we wrap up here, Reed, uh, time flies when you're having fun with friends, like I always say. A any more thoughts? Just like on the climate of the market, things you're seeing, things you want to share, both hiring managers, job seekers. Just kind of last, last little, uh, little bit of time, just kind of to rant on whatever you want to rant on. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would say, I would say it, it seems, all of it seems very cyclical as I think most things probably yeah. are, you know, we did a whole lot of hiring at the beginning of the year. And it's funny because, you know, once you hire the people, you got to make sure that people are happy or else you're just perpetually on the treadmill because, yeah. you know, you hire two and lose three. Like, why bother? Focus on making yeah. your people happy because, you know, the person that you get in is later is probably going to cost more and be less valuable to your company because you're going to have to train them on all the stuff that the person that just left didn't know about. Has So, all right. So, so quick question. Have, have you, this is why I always get people an open platform because you, you say things and I just go down a rabbit hole. Um, would you say that it's been, a, that retention has been the top of y'all's mind a little bit more over the last year or two? Well, we've, so we've grown considerably. I would say like three years ago, we had eight, maybe full-time people were at somewhere around 40 now. Holy so, smokes. Oh yeah. Dude, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've had a lot of growth, Four but I would say growth. retention is always a thing. Retention is yeah. always a thing. And with that amount of growth, you, you fundamentally have to change, right? Anytime you do a factor of two or a factor of however much, right? You, you've got to change some things. Um, and so with where we are now retention has to be the emphasis because when you only have eight people, you know, you'd be like, yeah, hey, everyone good. Yeah. Everyone's good. Okay. You know, with 40 people, you, you can't make that. There's only so many touch points you can make in a day while you're also doing all the other stuff. So, so that's really one of the main things that um, I would say my role has shifted a little bit more to that than the straight up hiring. What, what's one thing that you can share that y'all have done maybe a little differently to help with retention that maybe another business could take? I think it's simple. We, we do one-on-ones and, and they've been amazing. And, and, and I'll say everyone's probably been at that company where someone five levels up says we need to do one-on-ones. And by the time it gets down to the thing, it's your name is Taylor. Okay. Taylor, what can you tell? That's not what I mean by like, have a conversation like I'm having with you, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to, I was, I spoke at, uh, Max and ACS, which is a convenience store thing, uh, around data strategy. We chatted about that a little bit before the call here, Taylor, but, uh, uh, went there to speak on data strategy. But one of the, the, the keynotes that they had was a guy, he had an idea of saying, stop, start, continue. So what should we stop doing? What should we start doing? And what should we continue doing? And mm. ask, ask your people that really kind of cool. I love that. Ooh. Start, stop, continue. Start, stop, continue. And I'll get the guy's name. It's, it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start with that and that works really, really good in the first one. I find that that one doesn't, hopefully that one, those are sort of longer term things, but then sure. the other two, how do you, what, how do you, how do you feel valued? What can we do to make sure that you feel valued? What are you looking for there? And then past that, where do you want to grow? As simple as that. Those are the questions I have. That's my direct playbook, right? We start off with an overview, just chatting about stuff, go through those. That's what I do on the one-on-ones. And then the thing is, and then it's up to me because now the person has explicitly told me how they feel valued, what makes them feel valued and how they want to grow. If I, if now it's real simple, now the job's simple. You just do that. You know, something comes up, Hey, you know, I really want to be seen as a senior developer, someone who can take on stuff. Great. I get this job over here, this other task over here that's coming up that I was going to do, but you want to just go ahead and take it. Now that's on your resume. Now that, now you've gotten that ability to be able to say, to say, hey, I've been able to do this or whatever, yeah, I mean, I think, whatever it is, you know? I think one-on-ones, you know, when I was when I was managing the local recruiting team in Nashville, we didn't really do as many one-on-ones because we were in the office. Hmm. Um, 
and then now like i i'm a big fan of one-on-ones um and i went away from one-on-ones because i thought i could free up some of my time and like and i started to go like every other week with people and i've had like in almost a like almost four weeks or a month time my team was like we don't feel the same yeah so yeah i would highly recommend one-on-ones especially if it's a remote false culture like you have to get that in you have yeah. to and, and we are i mean yeah this is this is my house so yeah i, I have been here for six years so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yours is much better put together you can send your guys this over. is all my wife i, 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 it's actually, I think it's your wife isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not me we're, uh, we're a few hours east <laughs> yeah drew it's great to see you uh paul comes in it's about progress not perfection how are you progressing how do i support your progress love that 100%. um Drew comes in and then, and then we'll end with this question. Any advice for one-on-ones where your manager is less technical and it's tougher to have those tech specific conversations? Yeah. Oh. Well, so I think, I don't know, maybe this is a little bit hubris. The, the thing about it is, is it's, there's calls that I get on where I kind of forget that I'm technical. Um, <laughs> but you know that. what I mean? Like you end up like, we could have a conversation about any specific tech and you'd be able to know a little bit about it. You could say the words sure. and you get done at the end and you're like, I don't even know where those words came from, but it's just what I've been doing for a while. Yeah. But I would say if someone's telling you, Hey, this is where I want to grow or whatever, like the one-on-ones, it's not a time for me to mentor them on, you know, how to use uh, monoidal contravariant functors for building a sorting hierarchy. Right. Exactly. That's not the time for that. It's the time and place to say, what we want to do is I want to hear from you how you're feeling and where you want to grow. And then yeah. it's my job, it, assuming you're the one-on-one and I'm the, the leader in this role, right, Taylor? I would say, Taylor, where is it that you want to grow? And you tell me where you're looking to grow. And I'd be like, great. And now it's my job to then look for places where I can insert you jobs. Right. Tasks, roles, I mean, really, that one-on-one shouldn't be a highly technical discussion. None of them are unless someone asks me something specific yeah. because they just happen to know. 100%. Yeah, it, it's not technical. It's it's 100% just getting to know the other person. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, I don't think there's a secret to it. And I think everyone's going to do it different. I'm going to come at it from a certain way because of my personality or whatever. Right. Other people will come at it different ways. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, so uh, two, three more questions. Three more quick questions. <laughs> I, I'm going to start asking this. Lightning um, round. Lightning round. Yeah, yeah lightning <laughs> round. Uh, first question, is there anything tech wise you're tinkering with right now that you want to encourage other people to look at right now? I, I, I have never asked this question. I'm going to start asking it now. I'm getting a little, getting a little techie at the end of my talks. Okay. You know, it's so funny. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but not really. Uh, some of the things that we're looking into, I would say, uh, graph databases are super cool. Uh, not okay. GraphQL, but an actual uh, full-on graph database with Gremlins and, and depending on what you're doing, like for J, Neo4j and um, uh, there's a bunch of them now. Okay. I think they're super cool. Uh, and um, uh, no, no. Graph and, databases? Excel. I don't know. Excel's pretty awesome, turns out, you know, like not for enterprise stuff. Well, actually, Excel runs your enterprise, whether you want to admit it or not. I, I can promise you that because I've 
because I've had these conversations with these business owners. But uh, well, look, so look up graph databases in Excel. There you go. Graph database you heard it here first. Excel, Excel right. is back, baby. Excel it, is back. It, it never left, man. It, it never it, left. It, <laughs> I've just been <laughs> going around fucking with people and saying jQuery's back and just to it, see what people's faces it do. Is. It is stack according to Stack Overflow, man. Second second most uh, used uh, web framework. Is it really still apparently? Yeah, twenty twenty. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. All right. No, I, check out. Historically, I could have told you all the. Di- you know what I've got? It's a treadmill, man. I, I'm off that treadmill. Like I watch up, I, I stand at the gym and I'm like, doing a good job running. You know, <laughs> like I, I'm I'm off of it a little bit. A, a lot of it I just found wasn't healthy for myself because I get the I, I would get so invested in. Yeah. I mean, if we're, so, <laughs> it doesn't matter how what tool you use to solve the wrong problem. Very good. There's your pretty tweet, man. I love that. <laughs> um, next question. Favorite holiday movie. All right. So mm-hmm. I, I started to open up the Christmas tunes and the holiday music uh, movies this weekend. So I'm going to ask everybody, what, like, what's your favorite go-to? You're sitting down. What is the most nostalgic holiday movie that you put on? I mean, immediately Christmas Vacation. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I was about to put it on last night. Mine, yeah. mine is uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh no, that's a good one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Christmas vacation, it was between dad or and that. Christmas vacation. I mean, there's there's a bunch of good ones. You know, uh, Elf's really good, and, and Elf's and, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm going, I'm going to New York Wednesday, so so I'm oh, going nice. to go see Elf. Um, and then uh, last thing. Um, so we had guidance counselors in middle school, high school, and college, but now as adults, more than ever, we don't really have them, right? That's why this whole thing's called guidance counselor 2.0. Mm-hmm. What would be your biggest piece of career advice that you would tell your younger self that you would want to share with others? Oh my goodness. It doesn't, uh, there is no such thing as right. Um, like there's, there's, there's good for a specific situation. Oh, I love that. Um, and I would also say that like more often than not, most people are just kind of trying to do the best that they can do yeah. most of yeah. the time to just kind of get by. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. You can't always adjust. I would say it's sort of that one chooses the wizard thing. You can't always choose the technologies you're going to work with. You can't choose all of those other things, but you can choose like whether you want, whether or not you're like a decent person to those yeah, people that work with you. Um, I, you know, I like, I, there are people that I will see at conferences that I worked with 15 years ago. And I'm like, I'm surprised you still want to speak to me because I was kind of a jerk, you know? So uh, but again, it goes to you hire for the future. You hire for what, you know, if you're not thinking long-term, then all you're doing is firefighting. And so I, I would that. say, yeah, I, I, I think those are some, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I did some stuff. Okay. And then there's a few things where I'm like, mm, I mean, did that really buy me anything? Nah, it's kind of just being a jerk. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> everybody's trying the best they can. I mean, that's one thing with this show that I've realized over the last two and a half years of doing this show is, is, is. People just don't know what they're doing. People are trying the best they can. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can go, if you can approach the job search, if you can approach your career, and you know what? So-and-so did me wrong, but you know what? They were just trying the best they can or the best they could. Mm-hmm. I I think your mindset can change a little bit. So yes. I love that. I love that a lot. Well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us today. Go connect with Reed. Follow him on Twitter, Reed N. Evans. So check him out. Um, Reed, thank you so much. Stay on real quick as we end it. But y'all have a great one tomorrow. I'll be back with Jacob Harrington. So Jacob 
and I had a great live show a few months ago. He found his job over Twitter, but he wanted to come back on and kind of do do a quick catch up. So tomorrow morning I'll be with Jacob, uh, a senior Ruby engineer, and then I will be off for the rest of the week going on my wife and I's six-year wedding anniversary to New York. Um, so tomorrow is the last one for a bit, and I'll see you all the following week. So see you all tomorrow. Reed, thanks again, buddy. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode, and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes, and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the App Store. I want this to be discoverable to others, and the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it. Please, like right now. Unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.